Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Train your body. Here's exercise physiologist Melanie Cole, MS. Are there certain things that go against your workout? You think you're doing so great and you're texting your friend or you're, you know, using your cell phone, you're listening to music. Does that hinder or does that help your workout? That's a great question. My guest is Michelle Stanton. She's a walking coach and an ACE certified fitness instructor, and she's been motivating people to get active for a long time, almost as long as me. Welcome to the show, Michelle. So let's talk about things that hinder your workout. Let's start with music, since this seems to be something that has stood the test of time. It has. Music. And and, and motivate it. Yeah. So is music good or bad? Does it depend on the music? Music is definitely good. Studies show that it can help you to go faster, go longer, it, you know, um, can increase your pace. Um, so there's a lot of good things. It makes you feel good. And they've found that, you know, depending on your musical taste, you know, you can get benefits from a wide variety of music. But one of the downfalls with the music here is that a lot of us are listening to it on our iPhones or on our cell phones. And so then we have other options of things to do with our cell phones when we're working out, like talking and texting. And those things may not be so good for your workout. Okay, so maybe just playing the music. And it probably should be motivational music. I mean, if you're picking some sad bread song or something, there I am dating myself, but... (laughs) It's probably not going to be the best to work out to, but the fact that you're listening on a device that you can do other things is what you're saying takes you away from the the task at hand? Yes, and a new study from Kent State University just came out showing that, you know, music helps people to increase their speed, it increases their heart rate, and it increases the enjoyment. But when they were talking on their cell phone or texting, it was a big difference. Talking increased the enjoyment that the people had when they were on their cell phone. However, it decreased their speed. Their heart rate remained about the same. So you're slowing down. And I've seen this even with clients when I have them wearing heart rate monitors, and they're, going, they're walking at a good pace and everything, and then as soon as they start to talk to me, their heart rates drop. So we're seeing the same thing if you're talking on your cell phone while you're out you know, jogging or running or you're on the treadmill. Um, and so you may not be getting the best workout. If your goal is to get, you know, a, a workout in, and we're all constrained by time, so a lot of us want to go for those higher-intensity short workouts. If you're talking on your phone, you're not getting the most benefit. Um, texting is even worse. If you're texting on your phone when you're out, your speed decreases, your heart rate decreases, and you don't get any boost in the enjoyment of your workout. So definitely skip the texting. Talking may have a place, you know, um, for example, if you're going out for an easier workout um, or you're really not motivated to go out and talking can, you know, to a friend while you're going is going to get you to go out there. Um, So it can have some benefits. But again, if you want to maximize your workout, put your phone on airplane mode so you're not going to be distracted by a text or a phone call and then play your upbeat music and get out there and go. And that's going to give you your best workout effect when you've got your cell phone. One thing that cracks me up, people drive around to get closest parking spot when they're going to the gym. 
Yes, you know, absolutely. You mentioned, you mentioned they, some of that, and and I am somebody who my kids say, "Mom, really?" Because I park us like as far away in the parking lot as I can. Oh, I do force the same us thing. To, <laughs> you know, to force us to walk. But we're in the field, and we know that these little things make a difference. But when you're at the gym to try and get that front space, that's funny. Yes, or taking the escalator instead of the stairs to go to the gym if it's on the second floor or or third floor or fourth floor. So, yeah, one of the things, and studies have shown this, is that when people initiate exercise programs, um, not all the time, but some people do, so you have to be conscious of that, they then in turn compensate for that um, by decreasing activity throughout their day. And we know that we all sit too much. In fact, there was a great study that was done on marathoners and half marathoners. So they were training six to eight hours a week, but they were still sitting anywhere from eight to ten hours a day. So even, you know, athletes can sit too much. So if you are starting a workout, don't let your workout be an, be an excuse to sit on the couch more or to not park farther away. All the research is showing that those exercise, those workouts don't make up for the fact that we lead such sedentary lives. And we need Absolutely. That, right. We need that movement throughout the day for maximum health, um, to decrease our risk for diseases, and by sitting too much, even if you are doing that workout, you're shutting your body down. If your goal is weight loss, you're making it tougher. Well, and the thing is that people do use that as an excuse. Oh, I did my workout this morning, so yes. now it doesn't matter if I Absolutely. eat this, for if I have a donut for breakfast, or yeah. if I sit at my desk all day, yeah. or if I, because I worked out this morning. But really, yeah. it has to be something you continually do throughout the day. And what do you mean when you say some people focus too much on HIT? Because, you know, HIT training HIT was at the top of the yeah. American College of Sports Medicine's fitness trends. People are yeah. doing high-intensity interval training all over the place now and thinking that this is just what they need to be doing. And I'll tell you what, Michelle, some yeah. of my clients will say to me, you're not working me hard enough. If I Ugh. stop the HIIT training for a few minutes, if they're not mm -hmm. breathing heavily, if they're not grasping at their sides, they feel like I'm not pushing them hard enough. Yes. Well, and we have this mentality that more is better. And HIIT workouts are fabulous. There are tons of benefits, but these are not meant to be done every day. In fact, some studies have shown that if you overdo these high-intensity workouts, you decrease the benefits that you're going to get. So you're, you're negating <laughs> the benefits. Um, High-intensity interval workouts you are meant to do for short periods of time and only, you know, two to three times a week. You need those rest days, those recovery time in between. You don't get stronger and get better and get healthier during the workout. It's that rest period um, afterward that your body is rebuilding and getting stronger. And if you're not giving it that time to do that, then, again, you're not going to get the best benefits. You're going to overtrain, and then you're going to be at more risk for injuries and illness. And then that's just going to sideline you even more. We've kind of lost this, you know, low-intensity, long, slow-duration types of workouts. And in reality, those provide benefits. Um, Athletes, you know, even though they perform at high intensities, the best training regimens for them <clears throat> to get the most is they only train at those high intensities for 10 to 20% of the time. And the other part of their, you know, 80 to 90% of their training is at moderate to low intensity. 
So we all need to mix up our workouts. In fact, in one study, runners who increased their low-intensity workouts improved their 10K time 30% more than runners who added higher-intensity workouts. Wow. So there is a benefit, and we really need a mix of these types of workouts. Don't just we go do. all with HIIT. And, and so, listeners, you don't have to, you know, as she says, not more doesn't necessarily mean better. You don't have to be gasping for breath throughout your whole workout. Some of the workout should involve flexibility and stretching and a little yoga yeah. and your abdominals and strength training and cardiovascular and mix it all up. And for 10 minutes in the workout, jump around, do your jumping jacks right. on and off the treadmill. Whatever it is you want to do, you can do those things, but it doesn't have to be the whole entire time. So now in just the last 30, 45 seconds, Michelle, wrap it up against the moves that work against our workout, things that we're doing that are hindering the results that we get. The other biggie is to make sure you're getting enough sleep. Um, that's a key part of that recovery and rest to get the most benefits from your workouts. That's when hormones like um, our growth hormone are active. And as we age, growth hormone decreases. So now if you're cutting back on your sleep, that hormone's taking a nosedive. So you're not getting those benefits. And they've shown when athletes add extra sleep to their cycle, they get faster, their accuracy improves, their reflexes are faster, and they're happier. So that's helping with athletes. It's going to help all of us. We know that less sleep makes it harder to lose weight and increases our risk for diseases. All the reasons and it's we're working great out. Great information. And it is great information. You're listening to Train Your Body right here on Radio MD. Thanks so much for listening and stay well. Mm-hmm.